0: What's up, guys, and welcome to the weekly Q and A. George Barry asks when Palpatine returned, when Rey was born, and what the timeline of all of that is.
1: So we don't know exactly when uh, Palpatine somehow returned or survived or whatever, uh, but we do know the basic timeline of Rey. So she was born 19 years before the sequel trilogy, which is 11 years after the Battle of Endor. And then she was abandoned on Jakku when she was six. So at some point during that 17-year period, <laughs> that's when Palpatine came back. Somehow.
0: Or he was always back. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I, well, he said, I died once
0: uh, in yeah, the movie. So I
1: do think he died and then he came back. Uh, I think there probably was a point in time where like he was gone. And then his son and wife and Ray were probably living peacefully and like <laughs> glad that
0: <laughs> old Poppy's gone. <laughs>
1: Could you imagine being Palpatine's daughter-in-law?
0: <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> She's like, what a relief someone threw him down a shaft. But... <laughs> so uh, yeah, it, it, at some point during those 17 years, like I would guess that it probably happened closer to uh when Ray was born, maybe even after that. I think that maybe that was one of his first things is like Mm -hmm. the second he comes back, he's like, all right, I need to go get my granddaughter or kill her or whatever his actual plan was.
0: Like, yeah, maybe when she was born, that's when the dyad was created and somehow that had something to do with him coming back.
1: Interestingly, it does, it does say in the <laughs> visual dictionary that Rey was born the same year that Luke started training Ben, so that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, it's got it's got to be force related.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I wonder if maybe all three of those things happened. Like, yeah, the dyad was created, and then maybe that was somehow involved with Palpatine's return. Hmm. hmm. We hmm. might be onto something there. Ba- balance. Yeah. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense.
0: Mark wants to know what story we are most looking forward to this year.
1: Well, assuming Project Luminous starts this year, I think that's what I'm most intrigued by. Whatever new books or comics are announced, I don't know. The The unknown is always a little more exciting than the known. Yeah. But of the stuff that we do know for sure is coming, um, even though I didn't love Thrawn Treason, I'm excited for the Thrawn ascendancy stuff. Uh, And Mandalorian Season 2. I'm going to be excited for more Baby Yoda forever.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, the Clone Wars coming back. uh, Even though we know a lot of the stories that are probably going to show up in that season, uh, I'm still really excited for that. Mando Season 2, absolutely. I need more Baby Yoda forever and ever. Um, And yeah, Project Luminous. (laughs) Do we know for sure when that's coming?
1: No, they're supposed to announce it. I think this month. Okay. So we should get an actual timeline uh, here, and this is another unknown. But I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out from a certain point of view, Empire Strikes Back. I think they're gonna do that, uh, and I, I loved the first entry into that series so much that I'm looking forward to even the potential of doing that again.
0: Yeah. Also, the Queen's Peril. Mm-hmm. Book. Um, it got pushed a cu- by a couple weeks, but that I'm looking forward to oh the novelization of Rise of Skywalker, I'm interested, even though it's it's a story that we already know. <laughs> We're but... just naming a
1: bunch of stuff now though. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what what one, if you had to pick one thing?
0: Baby Yoda. Alright,
1: you're in Mandalorian season two. Uh <laughs> I think that's probably what I'm most excited about as well. Just the the first season of live action Star Wars television uh, went above my expectations, so I'm excited to see more of that. And since I don't think we're going to get Kenobi or Cassian until 2021, mm. uh, all of my hopes lie on Mandalorian Season 2.
0: We're just easily excited. <laughs> Andrew Kylo Ren asks who the villains of the High Republic era could be 400 years before the Skywalker saga. Interesting.
1: Yeah, because that's a point in time where the Sith were thought to be extinct. They hadn't been seen in a millennia. So yeah, that's a good question. I We're
0: assuming that this High Republic era isn't just going to be peaceful and nice and right, <laughs> no conflict. But
1: that is... An interesting point, because it's supposed to have been very peaceful in the thousand years uh, since the Sith disappeared. So how do you do that? Like, who are the villains? Like, I think that there probably still very easily could be like little conflicts that pop up here and there that the Jedi would then go and uh, hopefully peacefully resolve. But Mm. probably not. It's Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, There are... Rumors floating around, uh, and this was in the same report that was talking about that it's going to be the High Republic and the time period and stuff, and they were saying that it will take place in the Unknown Regions, and that seems to have been supported by some stuff in the Kylo Ren comic recently, uh, that we're going to follow like a group of Jedi that go out and do some exploring, and they would probably... they could run into any sort of enemy in the Unknown Regions.
0: Yeah. Could it be... The chiss, what were they up to?
1: I would hope they don't fight the chiss, uh, but yeah, 400 years before um, that there could be some interesting stuff there like that would maybe cause the chiss to uh, be a little more fearful of the Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be interesting. again, this same report was talking about how they would uh, encounter like sith gods. Mm. That seems a little like, uh, I'm not crazy about that. I would prefer we do something that's not the Sith.
0: What if we get something kind of Mortis related? Like if you're talking about Sith gods, some something about the Mortis arc or... I, I, I could, could be
1: down. Maybe with, the
0: Bindu could show up.
1: I would be down with them exploring some of the weirder sided sides of the Force. Mm-hmm. Uh Okay. I could get on board with Sith gods, I guess, if it's in a Mortis context.
0: Yeah. Michael DeLorme wants to know what we would consider phase two of Star Wars to be. So you did a bunch of videos talking about what phase one is or was.
1: Yeah. I kind of wanted to just clarify that because I think some people were treating that as if it were an official thing and it's not. I, I just thought that we're ending the Skywalker saga. It's been 5 years of Star Wars under Disney. It felt like the end of an era. It felt like when The Avengers movie came out and we're like, "Okay, we've like finished this thing." Yeah. And I wanted to look back at how it all went. So, I was just calling it phase 1. <laughs> um, so phase 2 in my eyes would probably be the next trilogy or next three movies or so, the next five-ish years of Star Wars content.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of it's going to be TV shows for Disney+. Plus. Yeah. I hope we get another trilogy. I don't know what I want it to be about, but I hope it's good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I think that uh, The High Republic, I'm hoping, is kind of a bigger thing that they've even been hinting at, like uh, Making Star Wars was saying that the next trilogy is the High Republic. And so that could tie in with Project Luminous. So I could see phase two being like this High Republic era where, yeah, we're still getting the Mandalorian Cassian show Kenobi. There's going to be other stuff, but I think that maybe the driving force around a lot of the content could be the High Republic Mm -hmm. the same way that the Skywalker saga was still central to a lot of stuff that happened in phase one. So yeah, I, I think that maybe that'll wind up being phase two. But really, it's just like the next five or so years. And whenever it seems to me like a new big thing is coming to a close, I guess that that would be the end of phase two in my <laughs> eyes.
0: I, it's interesting that if we're going back to the High Republic, are they going to continue that in the even more future? And go to the Old Republic. Like, are they going to continue to go backwards for a while?
1: I don't know. (laughs) That'll be phase three. We'll have to wait and see.
0: (laughs) But, like, I do hope we get some bits and pieces of Old Republic stuff back into canon when we do visit, oops, (laughs) when we do visit the High Republic. Yeah. We're we're getting closer.
1: I think that they probably will. And we're going to talk about that in a future question so okay
0: (laughs) david mcleod asks if we feel like the books and the comics have to do the heavy lifting of explaining plot holes and questions the movies bring about
1: sometimes yes sometimes no uh if you had asked me like before the rise of skywalker i would have said that yeah there are a lot of things books like uh, rebel rising was a book that made me like the character of Jen Erso a lot more. Mm -hmm. I felt like I didn't connect with her much in uh, the film itself, but reading the book made me like her more. Um, But I wouldn't have considered that a plot hole. And I think a lot of things that people go like, well, that should have been in the movie. It's like, well, it's not always relevant to the movie. Like, sure, it would have been nice to know more about the Knights of Ren (laughs) in the sequel trilogy, but the movies aren't about the Knights of Ren yeah. And we're getting that in the comics now. And that to me is not a plot hole. Uh, I will say that, yeah, I wish that we knew more about how and why Palpatine survived. That is important to me. I think it's important to the films as well. Um, and I figure we're going to figure that out in future books and comics and stuff. So, yes and no. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I feel the same way. Like I wouldn't say oh the books and comics fill in plot holes for the movies because that's just extra info that we're lucky to be getting and you know, it it may not pertain or be that important to be put in the movie. Yes. Um I mean a lot of people would say that who the knights of Ren are or were is very important. But in the grand scheme of things, they really weren't. Yeah. They just were around to look cool and then they were around to look cool again and then Ben, <laughs> ben killed them all. <laughs> the,
1: the amount of times that I've done, like, a, let's talk about the book Phasma or the Ben Solo comic, like, there's so many books that I've talked about that have been related to the sequel trilogy and people go, this should have been in the movie. And it's like, <laughs> if everything you wanted in the movie were in the movie, it would be nine hours long. Like, yeah, and it's not realistic.
0: That's true too. It would be longer and like, maybe they just don't have, I mean, they have the budget to do a lot, but it's it just wouldn't make sense to budget out explaining certain things when people who enjoy reading books can read it in a book. People who enjoy reading comics can read that in a comic.
1: And like the movies aren't about Phasma, for example, they're about Rey and Kylo and Finn and Poe and Phasma is not the central character. So like, I don't think we have to know her backstory. She is just an antagonist and a symbol mostly to Finn. And also like having talked to some of the people that work at like Del Rey, they don't write books because they're trying to answer questions. Sometimes that happens, but they write books because they think there is a story to be told there and something to be said. Mm -hmm. And uh, like Delilah Dawson wanted to explore the character of Phasma. And that's why they write books. It's not specifically so they can say, like, here's the answer to X, Y, and Z.
0: Yeah. And for the record, I loved... Phasma and it made me like her character so much more just because that book is so different from other Star Wars books and that's a good thing for people like me who like didn't really read the books growing up to get the chance to read something that is in the Star Wars universe and that is canon but is so different and cool that it makes you appreciate certain aspects of the bigger movie-related stuff.
1: That's it for patron questions. If you're a patron and you didn't see your question answered here, just head over to Patreon where we left you a written response. If you're not a patron, you can learn more by following the link in the description. Just a dollar a month will get you access to extra Star Wars Explained content like audio commentaries for the films, and we're back to doing Clone Wars commentaries, so this week's episode is Senate Murders, and that's all available right now if you're interested.
0: On to YouTube questions. Cool Triplets 1 asks if Legends, Old Republic Sith Lords like Revan could be moved to the High Republic era. Aha.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, don't, um, I don't think so either, but I do think they could be talked about.
1: Yes. I mean, Revan's already now been mentioned in the visual dictionary. Like, he is a Sith Lord that existed, I have to assume. Uh, but. He shouldn't be in the High Republic era. He shouldn't be around where it was like, the Sith have been extinct for a thousand years. like Because then what story can you tell about Revan at that point? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, I think that any of those major Sith Lords happened before uh, Darth Bane wiped them all out, which that is still a canon thing. And it happened 1000 years before uh, the Clone Wars and all that. So yeah, this should be a time that's Sith free. Unless we see like whoever the rule of two Sith are at that point and they're living in secret. Um, mm-hmm. But then that wouldn't be Revan. Right? They should be new characters because like I don't want to see Revan being all sneaky. Mm. <laughs> I want to see the Revan from KOTOR and I don't think that they would just name a Sith Lord Darth Revan for the sake of it. Yeah. Because then people would be like, that's not my Revan.
0: <laughs> it, it would be cool if like the point of the high, the stories that they're going to tell for the high Republic is going to, like they're exploring the unknown regions and I don't, I don't know. Let's say they make a trilogy. The end of the trilogy is them finding Sith that are hiding on Exegol or something.
1: Hmm. An interesting thought where earlier Andrew, Andrew Kylo Ren was asking who could the enemies of the high Republic be? It would be interesting if the protagonists were the Sith. If we were following like I don't think this is what they're going <laughs> to do, but what if it were about like the two surviving Sith at that point in time?
0: Be a boring story.
1: Well, <laughs> would it? I I could see some cool like cat and mouse things going on where they're like, "Okay, we're trying to further <laughs> the Sith agenda." But we're also trying to live in secret and like, oh, shoot, a Jedi just saw us with our red lightsabers out. Like (laughs) now we have to chase them down and keep them quiet. Yeah. I think there could be some interesting stuff there.
0: It's like a Tom and Jerry (laughs) episode.
1: Exactly like that. That's how I see it.
0: (laughs) Jedi Spartan 38 wants to know why the Empire, Republic, and Separatists were interested in the planet Zepho. So the planet from... Fallen Order, or right. Jedi Fallen Order.
1: Yeah, so I I think that the answer to that is because all three of those factions were run by Palpatine, <laughs> <laughs> and we know he was very interested in the Force and, and ancient Force stuff, and the Zepho were an ancient Force-using culture, so I imagine he was just trying to check them out and see yeah. uh, what they were up to. I think it's probably the same reason Eno Cordova was so interested in them.
0: Mm. Everyone's agenda is is essentially Palpatine's agenda. Yeah. <laughs> Spiffy Dart asks if Rex could talk to Cody about their inhibitor chips in the new season of The Clone Wars.
1: I doubt it. <laughs> I I think that would be an interesting scene. I think it would be really cool to have uh, kind of a bridge between Fives and those conspiracy episodes, and then Rex starts to understand a little bit about it, and then mm. by the time of Star Wars Rebels... He knows, and he's cut the chip out. Um, But (laughs) this is going back to something Henry Gilroy said at Dragon Con two years ago, Mm -hmm. uh, where people basically asked him this question. They were like, how did Rex eventually know to take out his inhibitor trip before Order 66? And uh, Henry Gilroy says, how do you know Rex didn't participate in Order 66? and the whole room went, oh, no. (laughs) Like like him and Wolf, he was like, you don't know that he didn't find out until after the fact. And so there's like this stuff up in the air where I think we are probably going to see Order 66 happen from Ahsoka's point of view, and Rex might be part of it and she'll have to disable him somehow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If that were the case, I guess, yeah, maybe Ahsoka would be the one to help them realize the chips and take them out, maybe. But that would be just heartbreaking to see.
1: I I could see that being the thing where, like, once Rex snaps out of it, because we've seen that's possible Mm -hmm. uh, in the Kanan comic, once he kind of breaks the spell he'll know what happened. Or maybe that bit of knowledge will help him break out of it a little easier. Uh, but I'm I'm worried about what's going to go down when we see this.
0: <laughs> I I was going to just say, no, we probably wouldn't see or hear that story. But yeah, if if that's the case, we might.
1: Yeah, I, I specifically don't think that he knows enough to go to Cody right now and be like, hey, there's some weird stuff with our chips and maybe we should cut him out. <laughs> uh, no, I think that the the catalyst for him cutting it out could be that he tries to kill some jedi
0: Hmm. kato ho tin song wants to see hu yang in the high republic era so do we
1: i like that that wasn't a question (laughs) it's just he said that and i was like i do too and i want to talk about it um because that's someone that i kind of forgot about when i was naming names of who could still be in the high Republic. Hu Yang is absolutely one of them. I mean, he said that he taught Yoda how to make his lightsaber. Yeah. So is he, I, I think that's a perfect inclusion.
0: Is he just in the, like one episode of the Clone Wars? One arc. Or one I arc. think
1: he's in two episodes. Maybe it is just the one.
0: No, so nah, I can't remember. <laughs> he's the droid that helps the younglings or Padawans build their own lightsabers. And he
1: says he's been around for a long, long time. Yeah. So yeah, I, he's he'd be a great inclusion. He'd very easily fit into books or comics. Mm-hmm. But if they were to do a series, like I would love for David Tennant to come back and voice him again, maybe do performance capture. That'd be really interesting.
0: Jeff G. asks what we think of the rumor that Jar Jar will appear in the Kenobi series.
1: So I don't know many details around this rumor. Uh, I have seen it floating around. And my initial reaction to it is... What? Really? Um
0: for what purpose yeah. would he be the, in the Kenobi series?
1: Like I guess it's more coming from my thought that I think Obi-Wan should stay on Tatooine so unless he's making like force calls to old friends. <laughs> uh so the the rumor just makes me go really why? Uh but again, I haven't actually read into it because we tend to not read rumors, it's just impossible to avoid them sometimes. Uh but if he were gonna be back, yes, I want Ahmed best to play him. Yeah. And I can't imagine they would get anyone else. I mean Ahmed still has a good relationship with Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. He has played Jar Jar in like everything that he could, including the robot chicken specials, so
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean it would be interesting to see, but like you said, I don't know in what context he could show up.
1: I guess maybe, maybe there would be
0: an episode where he has to do something a Tatooine and he finds Obi-Wan and he's like, Obi-Obi!
1: <laughs> maybe he has, like maybe he's the one that has to pull Obi-Wan back into a mission <laughs> and they're like, We need to send someone. Like, send your best man, and now it's grizzled old Jar Jar. <laughs>
0: <him>. <laughs> or Obi Wan is just like quietly with the hood over his head, trying to shop around at a market, and jar jar's there, and hes just like yelling out his name, and he's like, Shh, shh jar jar shh. he brings him back to his hut, and he's like, "I'm hiding,
1: yeah, I mean obi-wan didn't do a whole lot to hide himself, he was still Ben Kenobi, so oh yeah, old Ben, <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm old Ben now.
1: You can't say the words Obi-Wan. <laughs> that, that's Obi-Wan. That's a name I haven't heard since Jar Jar yelled <laughs> it at me in a marketplace. <laughs> that's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel.
0: Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.
1: And as always, thanks for watching and may the Force be with you.